Today is Tuesday, May 18th. The title for our devotional is Joyful Prayer. Today we turn to Luke 10, 17 to 24 to see an occasion in which Jesus pauses throughout the daily rhythm of his normal life and prays a prayer of joy. Luke 10, verse 17 begins this way. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. This event occurs immediately after the 72 disciples return from a missionary journey which Jesus sent them on. Their ministry success is indeed a cause for joy, and Jesus rejoices in that. But their status as children of God is a greater cause for joy, he tells them. Then Jesus pauses for an impromptu prayer, reminding us that prayer should be a natural reaction to the events of our day. Prayer should be a constant conversation with God. In this moment of rejoicing in the Holy Spirit, Jesus prays. In his prayer, he thanks the Father for graciously choosing to reveal the truth of Jesus to little children, that is, people of low social status, the poor, those with little societal clout. Uh, That is the example in front of him, the disciples. Instead of revealing the truth of Jesus to the wise and the understanding that is people like the Pharisees, it was just God's will to do this. Again, for additional content and reflection time today, we're going through our prayer guide for this week. This is the second week of our Pray Like Jesus campaign in which we normally have a course. Instead of a course for this campaign, I've just put out a prayer guide and I would encourage you to spend spend this amount of time that you would normally spend in a course going through this prayer guide, learning how to pray. For this prayer guide, I know it's a little bit lengthy, so I'd encourage you to invest the time because it is absolutely worth it to learn how to pray. So I'm going to go through it with you here on the devotional, and I'll tell you when to pause. I'd encourage you to pause throughout this because, again, if we're not pausing to pray these actual prayers ourselves, that's the whole point of this. I think this whole this whole prayer guide will be of no value to you. So... Today, again, remember, we're praying through the prayers of the Lord, the themes of the Lord's Prayer. And today, we're going to pray for our, our community. Our first section is praise. For our praise today, we're going to read and pray the prayer of Psalm 145, which is a psalm of praise written by King David. He says this, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. 
His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises, and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall, and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Hopefully as I was reading that psalm, one idea or one line or one one part of that really jumped out at you. Pause now and sit and pray that prayer of praise back to God. Next, we come to our kingdom plea. God's kingdom coming in Jesus' life and ministry meant the truth was declared, God was revealed, and his people would be transformed to do his will. Now, the kingdom is a major theme throughout all of scripture, but it can be summed up as God's people in God's place ruling under God's authority. Now, in the Messianic era, it is the church throughout all of the earth living according to God's will. The kingdom coming was evidenced by deliverance from demons, healing of the sick, freedom for the oppressed, good news preached to the poor, lordship over creation, victory over death, etc. When John the Baptist asked from prison if Jesus is the Messiah, he quotes Isaiah who speaks of the time of the Messiah with these words. In Matthew 11, 4-6, Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. So today for our kingdom plea, pray for the church to be about the business of bringing God's kingdom. Pray for the church to help heal those who are hurting, to love the outcast, to care for the poor, to seek justice, to pursue racial unity. Pray for healing. Pray for miraculous displays of God's power in our communities. Pause the devotional here and pray for those things. Next, we come to our personal plea. Community is a need in your life. Pray for God to produce in you love for your neighbor. Pray for God to lead you to discover and act within your gifts to better serve the church community. Pray for God to give you courage and wisdom to sacrifice your personal freedoms to experience the true value 
of community, just like Jesus did. Pray for the unity of the church. Pray for wisdom in navigating cultural tensions. Pray for the ability to forgive those who have offended you. Pray that the church would represent the love of Jesus to the world. Pray for the church to be known for how we love one another. Pause the devotional here and pray for those. Next, we're going to pray for repentance. Since our theme for today is community, we're going to do corporate repentance today. I'm inviting you to repent on behalf of the sins of the church. In our individualistic society, you may not have ever done this. You may not be comfortable with this. You may not even totally agree with this. If that's you, I invite you to just wrestle with it. We're going to read uh, Daniel 9 to set the stage for our corporate repentance. We're going to read Daniel 9, 3 through 15 at least. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our ancestors, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all of Israel, both near and far, and all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. We and our kings, our princes, and our ancestors are covered with shame. Lord, because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. You have fulfilled the word spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing on us great disaster. Under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it was written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster on us, for the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does, yet we have not obeyed him. Now, Lord our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned, we have done wrong. In light of that prayer of repentance of Daniel from exile, repent for the sins of the church. Let's just keep it to the sins of the American Evangelical Church for starters. Repent of a complacency towards God's word in the way of Jesus. Repent of sexual sin that has plagued the church. Repent of the church's complicity in the racism of our nation's past. Repent of seeking comfort and preference over unity. Repent of pursuing power at the expense of love and virtue. Repent of valuing effectiveness and celebrity in our leaders over character and Christ-likeness. Pause the podcast now and repent for those things.
Finally, for today, we're going to pray for spiritual protection. Pray specifically for God to protect those in our church community whom you know are vulnerable to temptation. Pray for your pastors and their families. Pray for new believers. Pray for those who are exploring faith in Christ in our community. Pray for those who are tired and exhausted, walking through a season of busyness where they're vulnerable to temptation. Pray against the spirit of division in the church today. That's the end of our prayer guide for today. So as you close, pray for spiritual protection for our community.